even Zoom was on a public holiday, bro. I'm a player, I'm a player. I'm a player, I'm a player, I'm a player. I'm a player. I'm a dreamer, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Nah, mate. You know, well, we might as well kick it off straight away, you know. Wasn't the best start to the Roosters finals campaign, but if you weren't a Roosters fan, uh, that game, even as a Roosters fan, that game was a spectacular game uh, between the, you know, the back-to-back premiers and the minor premiers. Um, there was a three other matches that we'll get into as well in a, in a little while, but uh, before we get stuck into that, uh, do you have much to do on the weekend yourself? Well, I had a, a stellar day today, you know, a weekend packed full of pull of sport. And just a stellar, stellar last Monday, wasn't it? Normally, where this is our Monday after the grand final, yeah, um, is usually what this public holiday is. But today, it just felt like just this another summer, this beautiful summer, long weekend. So I got 18 holes of golf in this morning. Oh, check it out. And then uh, come back, watch the NBA finals, game three. Uh, Pop went down to the beach, had a bit of a swim, lay in the sand, and, and then got back here, ready to fire up and. Talk about footy. So repeat, repeat. So it was it was a great day. Yeah, it was a great day. Look, it was a great weekend of footy. It was really interesting, wasn't it? All weekend, every team that got out to a lead lost. Yeah. Every team that scored those first two tries got got beat. Um, you know, uh, uh, it was a big game on Friday. Obviously, it was um, it was a roller coaster, wasn't it? Well, well, before we get stuck into the game. Before we get stuck in the games, we've got a few formalities. Uh, there weren't too many W files on the weekend. There was a couple of W file trials. Uh, but, you know, although we had half the amount of matches, the front rowers, they still managed to find their way to the trial line. Did you catch a hold of, catch a glimpse of who they were through the weekend? Yeah, mate. Big, big Tatola with a double on the Sunday. What Absolutely. the man. Finishing off the first week of the finals, Tavita Tatola got himself yep. a double. And Jesse Bromwich, he got himself a try as well to represent yes. the other front rowers that are competing in the finals this year. Um, with the, was there anything that you wanted to run it straight with? Oh, look. I, I sort of, we've talked about this before, um, but it just can't help itself. That as soon as, it, every time it comes around finals footy, Paul Kent at NRL 360 can't help but just talk about Cameron Smith and the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. And when's he going to retire? When are you going to call it? When did, you know, where's he, who's he, he owes it to this person, that person. Leave the cunt alone. Like, honestly, leave him alone. No one cares. Like, we care, but like, leave him alone. He'll let us know. And he's earned that. And I'm overhearing it. Every year. It's like they've got a vendetta. They do have a vendetta. They do. They hate rugby league. So process merchants. But you know, well, if that's your running straight for this week, I've got to run it straight. If you're running it straight at Paul Kent, I'm running it straight at you. Um and while, while I'm running it straight at you this week, this is a caught you a little bit blindside, but there there was um there's a few performances over the weekend that, that really shone through. Um but the, the biggest thing that I sort of noticed on the weekend that I sort of thought, you know, could come back, uh, could be something that I could run it straight with you at the weekend was uh, the Newcastle Knights. Now, you messaged me, I think you messaged me during the Titans game last week saying that 
the only difference between this Knights team and last year's Knights team um, is that they will only be playing one more week than the rest of the competition. Yeah. So that Monday the, just moves the whack a week. That was the, the starting of what I'm getting at. Um, but this show is the show of apologies, of apologizations. And, and I was hoping to get an apology from you when it comes to the Newcastle Knights getting 40 put on them in a knockout semi-final and that resting against the Roosters ended up not being suited to plan. How do you feel about that apology? I don't think that's that'd be a fair apology to make me <laughs> apologize for that. What 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 why would I be what would I be apologizing for? Well, I, I just thought that's just a little apology um to 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 But how, why does this make you why does this make you right? Well, the, it, it doesn't necessarily make me right, but um, so why am I apologising? Why I think you should apologise is because after the Roosters game, and you said that it might have been a, a pretty clever idea to rest the players in the hope that they don't get 40 put on them in the semi-final, when in reality, they ended up having 40. What was the scoreline in the end? Was it a 30-point But what, di- 40, 40, point being but what, but what difference does that make Like when he's actually when he's busted anyway? Like I said, oh, well, maybe it's, you know, it's freshened him up anyway for it. It, it obviously didn't matter. It obviously but, didn't matter. So no apology. It obviously didn't matter. No, no apology. Why, well, why would I be apologising? It, it could have mattered. The, the reason why I think it could have mattered is at the time, you thought it was a good idea and the reasoning was to try and freshen him up. And one of the words that you used was you didn't want them to get flogged by 40. I said it didn't matter if they got flogged by 40. And it was more important going into that semi-final game, going in with wins rather than trying to... Oh, not wins, sorry. Confidence. They're playing the Roosters. They're playing the Roosters. And what happened to them the next two weeks? He was busted. He was he was injured. Could you not accept that he was injured and that's why he didn't play? Um, no. You can't accept that. Well, if you can't accept that, then then I'm then where we're on different um, wavelengths on what we why we think he missed. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I was talking about what what some advantages that could be there. You know, if by him not being there, and obviously it didn't matter because they just didn't have it. They're still like they still got a lot of shit to work out for themselves. Newcastle, they're not resilient. You know, they're just more talented than the Broncos, but they still have a, they showed better, much better resilience early in the season, but they couldn't do it when it mattered and when the screws tightened. And they did, you know, they, were, they, they really showed missing um, having all those playmakers that went down was too much for Piercy to, to do. You know, he didn't have, he's not that sort of player to be able to carry it. And then the rest of the, the team, I guess, flew, flew off off the back of the, the leadership of, of, the new, of Newcastle. They're also, I guess that's just where they are. They're a team that finished seventh. And so, that's where they were. They're an improvement on last year, but they've still got a ways to go. Fair enough. Okay, I'll, t- I'll take it. There's not going to be apology there. That, that that's fine. We'll, we'll we'll see if we might get an apology at another time for something else. But but as I said, I think it would have been more important for them to try and get a bit of confidence out of that game as opposed to trying to to rest players because you're worried about trying to have them fresh. But right, that was just my opinion. And and what I was saying at the time as well was that they hadn't earned the right to rest the players, and and you felt they had. To avoid a 40-point loss when they ended up getting 40 put on them anyway, personally. But anyway, no worries. No apologies coming there. We'll get stuck into the footy. Uh, Roosters going down by one point to the Panthers. What did you take out of that game for the Panthers? 
The Panthers, look, a uh, big test for them. You know, it was interesting. I, I thought um, Ivan Cleary said after the game, when he obviously, after the end of round 20, when he saw they were playing the Roosters, he's like, okay, I think that's a good thing. And I think what he was thinking was like, cool, we get we played the Roosters. We all, we've been on fire. We won all 15 games in a row. There's no bigger test for these boys than the defending premiers. And if we, why don't we get that test in the first week where we do have two bites of the cherry if if we lo- if so be we lose. But we've got so much confidence in our team and they went out there. The Roosters smacked them in the mouth, you know, came out firing and, and just looking awesome. You know, you and I are both sort of feeling the same same way. That's the Roosters of, um, you know, early in the season where we're firing all, on all cylinders and then they just, the momentum shifted and they're so clinical. Um, you know, I think they had two incomplete sets the whole game. They don't give you a sniff. So, you know, they, they, they don't give that momentum back quick. So for the Penrith Panthers, that was a massive win for them. They were just growing confidence from that. They get a prelim at, at home and they're playing the winner out of South or, or Parramatta. So massive, massive opportunity, massive win. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I... I um... One of the things that I sort of took out of that game was at what point, when you say that they were so clinical, at what point do they just start to get the, like, the variants start to swing against them and start dropping the ball? Because it's not the first time. Now, one of the things we scored early, we scored in the first 20, and that's sort of been one of their sort of shining lights or a little stat that they had going yeah. through where they had a ridiculous amount of matches in a row where they didn't concede the first uh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And, and a lot of the reason as to why you do that is because you're completing your sets. You're not giving too many opportunities away on your trial line, right? Yeah. Um, but as I was watching the game, and it's sort of, as you just mentioned, they never really looked like dropping the ball. No, they didn't. But the that, if, if it was a very simple style of football either. They play, they do ask Power. questions when yeah. it comes to... But they, well, they, they do what a lot of the good teams do, things like that the Roosters do well. They have a really good back three who bring bring the ball back um, uh, and get their team off to good sets. And the backs really work it hard out of, out of their own end. And they really power up the middle. Appy's just working... Um, out of out of dummy half, and they're hitting their big man, and then then they've got their edges when they want to strike. And in between, Nathan Cleary is just like Andre Rio, just conducting all the way along. Yeah. And then you know, Luai's popping up on the edge, just making people look left and right. So yeah, if you're not if they're not making mistakes, their attack can be punishing. But I think this is going to be a lot of a high scoring final series. Yeah, which is quite strange considering we're a very very defensive uh, sport. Like the defensive end of the sport is the most important end, especially at this time of the season. Anyway, what did you take out of it for the Roosters? For the Roosters, they can definitely feel like, um, you know, they uh, they showed a lot of character and in, in, in the champion team they are in sort of rebounding. They showed the class at the beginning of, you know, I was joking to my mate up here that um, they should just call the short side the Kiri side. You know, he just owns it. It should be just for, you want to go open or go Kiri? Uh, because he just loves that short side. Yeah. But we, we did have some lapses. I'm not sure if we you noticed some... that first try. That first try, it was Kiri that sort of made made the little... Got it at first receiver for that try. But I think one of the most important parts of that try, and you, you can see it in the replay, is when uh, Kyle Flanagan sweeps around. And, you know, 
that, that's what I feel. That's when I feel like a team is really, really buzzing. Not when the halfback swings around to the other side, but when you see them two combining and they're involved in the same play. And so, yeah. you know, the reason why that was important is he was able to come around and it just held off the marker enough so that the first defender had to get to Kiri and it just held up. All the other defenders had to sort of just wait in time just because Kyle Flanagan was sweeping around. And, and I don't know if you noticed it, but, you know, I watched the depth of the players and their reactions and stuff. And, you know, they scored in the corner. I think it might have been two players that scores in the corner. And they're all running in. And you could see Kyle Flanagan, not, you know, not make it all about him, but you could see he wanted to go into sort of celebrate. But he thought, no, nah, no, nah, that's all right. It isn't, it isn't about me. But I feel like he knew that his little run down that little spot there was an important, um, was important. Uh, but from there, I didn't really see too much of those halves really, really trying to be combining much. Do you notice them combining? Mm, no, not, not a lot. They sort of more stick to their, their sides. And that's, I guess, part of a, you know, it's a new kind of partnership that they're trying to... I guess, grow through and they've had injuries throughout and the guys have been in and out, you know, as we've just been sort of pulling the pieces back um, of getting everyone back together. So, look, they, they sort of work side by side but not with hands held together, don't they? Yeah. You know, they just have their roles. But it's a, it's a void when Cooper, Cronk's, when Cooper Cronk leaves and Kyle Flanagan comes in. That's correct. And it's only that, you know, realistically, I was, I was confident going into the game. I really was confident going into the game. But another thing that sort of just put me at ease going into the game as well is I've let go of the realisation that a three-peat is, is the probable outcome. You know, we get a little bit carried away with the price and the market and the bookies and all those types of things and the chat leading up throughout the entire season. But the realistic thing is, especially at this time of the season, well, not even this time of the season, but the team that ran out on the weekend was we didn't have Jake Friend, who's very, very important yep. for our, our yep. going forward. Uh, we, you know, may have lost to Trial Mitchell, but he's been replaced by Josh Morris. So we could almost call that even to some extent. But then I yep. think what you put it, how you put it to me the other day is we've gone from the best halfback of his entire generation, you know, the guy who led three premierships in a row, Cooper Cronk, at halfback to a rookie halfback. And it doesn't matter yeah. who the halfback is, when you go from that caliber to, to a rookie, is a big, big, big hole to fill and a lot of room yeah. to make up. So the expectation I feel, especially on Kyle Flanagan, can be a little bit uh, heavy and, and probably on the, on the too much side than the not enough side. Um, yeah. And that sort of puts it instead that it's not the same team as it was last year or the last two years. You know, yeah. even the fact that we've lost Victor Radley. Every year is different, as Robbo likes to say. Every new, every year is different. It's different from the last year. Yeah. So, yeah, look, no, absolutely. There's no, there's no probable. There's no team I think that is probable, and, and even more so this year in with a new new rules and a fast paced tempo game and like a crazy bubble year and lots of injuries and a race to the finish line. Like it's. It's gonna it's gonna be an exciting final series. I think it has already so far. I really actually feel like it's gonna be a lot of points for two reasons. One, I think teams have now had like four months of playing with this these new rules, and they've really and these are the best teams, and all these teams can score points, and they figured out how to really maximize it. 
Um, plus, it's getting warmer, bro. And these players are like, they're getting close to the end of being able to get out of this bubble. As much as they, they want to win, they want to finish, and they want to get out of the bubble. And I reckon that's just creating more more tries, maybe a few more lapses here with fatigue, and it's just this high intensity. So could have like a 60 points scored in the grand final. <laughs> um, yeah. Alright, so that, that was that game The next game was the Raiders and the Sharks We'll get back to the Roosters because they're playing this week They're, they're playing yeah. the winner of this game Which was the Raiders over the Sharks yeah. What do you think? Yeah, look, um, yeah, I was watching the game With my mate who's a Sharkies fan And obviously the, the Roosters were playing the winner of that So when the Sharkies got out to the early lead It was like, go on the Sharkies Come on, Sharkies. Go on you Sharkies um, yeah, look, Raiders probably would admit they were they didn't play their best. They dropped a lot of ball. They made some errors. They looked, um, you know, uh, a little under the pump early. But you know, they're just too good. Always going to be too good for for Cronulla. Um, you know, Jack White and he's a beast. George Williams, he's been fantastic. You've been one of his biggest fans all year, yeah. obviously. But um, Canberra want to play a lot better next week if they want to be um, playing any more finals footy. Yep. Yeah, I didn't manage to get much of that game, unfortunately. Uh, but the next yeah. game, that was the Storm versus the Eel, the Parramatta Seal. How did you feel about that game? Predictable? Yeah, look, it was... Uh, did you think Parramatta were going to get out to a, an early well, lead? Sorry, the result was predictable, not necessarily Parramatta getting to a 12 nil lead. Yeah, I actually thought Parramatta... Yeah, look, again, it's, you know, there's been a lot... of wasn't expecting a 36-24, but I thought Parramatta would be in the game for... Um, a large while, but Melbourne would be too good. And yeah, it's not going to Yeah. Like, not necessarily get them late, but just like break them at the... Yeah, but whether it's the 50th minute or the 70th minute or the 78th minute, like, you know, they'll sort of make their mark on the game, you know. Yeah. That's what those really classy teams do. So, um, but there's there's definitely been some more points being scored on Melbourne of late. I guess on all teams, really. It's just, there's been more points. These last four weeks... Last four weeks, it's just been points. So, Parramatta, look, you know, it was brave for him. Really hard, to obviously, to lose Sevo now. And Ferguson is maybe in doubt as well. Fergo is... horrible. Yeah, so there's, I haven't heard on, on what the yeah, situation with Fergo is. Yeah, but it's obviously Sevo's out. So, that's... I thought Parramatta looked a lot better with Dylan Brown back. That was... Yeah. You know, he's, he's very important. I think he just makes... Just makes Mitchell Moses' job. He makes him feel less pressure to, to, to do everything, and he can just sort of do him do do the kicking, and then try and take the ball or take the line on and run. When it's always a thing for for um, the halves, you know, you want to see him run the ball just to get involved. And that was I not to flip flop too much, but was, that was something that Kyle Flanagan didn't do at all in you know on Friday, and that's that those two different roles, and that's what um, you know if you look at the Storm, you know when Jerome Hughes and uh, Cam Munster, they want to take the line on. We obviously love like players like Cody Walker who take it on, and you know they're, they're special talents. Um, but it really nice them. like the Arnold Reynolds is the same thing. So, um, but yeah, look, that's what I think. Dylan Brown, you know, Parramatta will still be they'll still be a fight for um, next week. But it's just definitely it's a bit tough pills to swallow losing players like that right at this back end. Yeah, actually, now that you just said that, what Carl Flanagan didn't really do, um, that was, sorry, we didn't mention this with the Roosters and the Panthers, but I'm just going to quickly go back there. I think the difference in the two teams was we played really well for a large portion of the game, probably longer than really what Penrith did, I think. But they outkicked us. 
So we had a lot more work to do. We were able yeah. to dominate them in the first, you know, uh, you know, the tackle, the sets, and then he'd kick it out of trouble. They were kicking, you know, yeah. say on the 30 to 40, and we were having to rock it back out inside our 20. And we were getting to like the, the 40, the 50. Yeah. And then they were still getting a tackle on their 20. Yeah. So the, you know, it's like yeah. that, his kicking game was more credit to Cleary. It was the ability to be able to kick them back yeah. into the game. Well, not back into the game. They He's to- just got an amazing kick game. He has the most, the, the form kicking game in the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna give it or take it away from Reynolds because Reynolds is, uh, you know, that's his bread and butter. Give, where they're going at the moment. I give, him, I give, I give him the long kicks. I give him the long kicks. The long kicks, and even he could even have yeah. the short kicks. To be fair, I'm just, I'm not willing to give up. Oh, that- we give, but no, no, I'm giving him the long kicks. Yeah, those are his. And the reason Nathan Cleary takes the title. The, the reason why I say that is because it's it's like trying to take it off my favourite ever kicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's all right. He, he may very well be the best kicker this year. It doesn't matter. Uh, he's having a great season uh, as it is, and he's got two more games, and he can win himself the premiership as well. Uh, but anyway, there was one more game. It was yesterday. Oh, well, well, before just before we get to that next game, I was going to ask you just a little bit about the Melbourne Storm, and obviously for them, you know, they're um, getting the week off, and what how how you find their week. They were gelling through that game. What were your thoughts? Yeah, well, I I saw their reaction towards the end of the game. And I always thought they were going to be comfortable against Parramatta. It's, it's almost like a buddy type of situation. And, yeah. um, and so I always thought they were going to get through it. But their reaction towards after the game, and maybe this is their reaction after most games, and especially a semi-final game, but the look on their faces and just some of their reactions, I got this vibe off them that they knew to win the club, they had to win the first week. It was like one of those little sort of like battle cries that sometimes, you know, people can sort of rally together behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Behind those. And I'm not saying that's what they did. You know, Melbourne Storm have a high expectation of themselves anyway. But that was sort of the, yeah. vibe, the vibe that I got off of. And just to give themselves that, that little bit of uh, breathing space and confidence. And we talk about this bubble. This bubble is like, um, I think it, it's one of those times where, because you're so confined, you sort of need to make the most of all those little edges that you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to know that they get an extra, you know, a spare week off to not have to worry about winning to get to this next game just gives them a bit of relief and another another one of those yeah, things to help them with their thing. Also, no Munster though. So that, that yeah. when they don't have Munster against, you know, a Rooster or a Raider. You know, it, no. Well, he said he said he'll play. Oh, okay. They, they reckon they reckon he's he's probably they reckon he's probable to play. It's the same MCL. It's the same MCL injury that he um, injured earlier in the year, and they just they reckon he's tweaked it, so he should be right to play. He's just saying, oh, "I'm playing. Don't worry, I'll be playing." You know, and I don't know even know what an MCL does, what it pains feels like. But do you think like they're that? I just think they're crazy. I think they're absolutely crazy how they go like they go into a competition where they're trying to destroy each other they're out there and there's 13 other people on the opposition that are trying to destroy you you get injured in that and then you're going to go out there again with the injury knowing that there's going to be a strain there and it doesn't impact or as an, a visual it looks like there's no impact on their performance they're just tough motherfuckers, aren't they? It's, it's, they're it's just so it's, tough. It's crazy. 
And they, yeah. and the other thing that boys my mind, I don't know if we've said this this year before, but it's like they bust their ass off to make sure they're in the top 17 to be able to do it again. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I have said this to you. It's like when Clarky got a smashed face and he had the zipper, you know, the zipper yeah, yeah. forehead. Yeah. And then, so not only is he working his ass off to get back, you know, through from the injury, he's working his ass off to make sure that there's no other guys that are going to be ahead of him when it comes to naming the team. To go yeah. and do that again. That did. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. No, they are mad men. Yeah, look, you know, they're, look, they, they did what they needed to do. Um, obviously, it's going to be, you know, getting the week off is, is what you want. And especially when you've got a few older players in and amongst that crew. Um, plus, you get to play it at home, um, you know, and they're they're going to be tough to beat at home. You know, we obviously that it's not home; it's Suncorp, so it is, and it's an away for the other team. But look, they're still out of Melbourne, so it's not exactly the same thing. Um, but yeah, look, it's you know, I mean, it's their new home. Yeah. yeah, they're still very good at Suncorp. They're still very good at Suncorp. So yeah, look, they um. Uh, it's interesting. I've, I've, Gus is obviously trying to knock all the top dogs off the perch at the moment. I've overheard him saying, you know, he doesn't think the Storm have another gear. Um, he, you know, he so he's written off the Roosters. Now he's written off. He's writing off the Storm. Doesn't reckon they have another level they can go to. Defense is leaking holes. Yeah, I'll, he's, I'll like he's, he, Gus, Gus, I think is going to be cancelling out a, a couple of contenders every week until they're the only team that could win would be Penrith. Yeah, but I love Gus, and a lot of Gus, what Gus says is, you know, insightful, bang on, you know, and he can teach us a lot and, and impact the game in a positive way, definitely. But, and I say, but, this is the guy who was given, or said he'd do it in five, had a five-year plan, took him seven, his Probably going to claim he orchestrated the entire roster that's there. And, you know, we talk about some of these big rugby league personalities having agendas. He would be the most guilty when it comes to pushing forward an agenda with a rugby league idea. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You know, it's no malice involved. You know, he's not out to hurt anybody. And there's no harm in supporting the team that you help orchestrate. But Gus, you had 12 years in an open checkbook, mate. You said it was going to be done in five. It took you 64 years, Gus. I don't want to hear you talking about all these teams are written off. Because, mate, you said it would be done in five. Five years ago, I'm, you said it would be done in five. I'm not writing any team off. You got it. You got None it. None of them. I want I'm, you not, I'm not writing any. All six... All six teams. If you had to, I, I would, I'm not writing any of them off. I'll give, I'll give very minimal percentage chance to a team, but like you can't write anyone. Over at Parramatta. Yeah, Parramatta. I can't. I, I don't know if I, I can't write them off. I could, like, I could. They could. They could beat the bunnies. I, 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 I think the bunnies will probably beat them, but I think they can. The only you know, team. and it's. I just think this real back and forth nature and this momentum swings of these these games is just allowing going to allow for some variance within the fact that there are a lot of good teams still well, remaining. Well, I'm, so gonna I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to sit on the fence like you, Cass. I'm going to get it down off the fence and I'm going to say, I'm going to write a line in the sand. You know, it's not too far off the fence. It's probably just down a little snotch. You know, you can sit up the top. 
I've just come down the side. I'm still on the fence, just not. And I'm going to ride off the Parramatta seal. They're gone. They're not going to win this one. Right, if they win this week, come back on Monday and I have an apology. But I'm telling you, they're gone. At the back door. We'll be, I'm not going to say lucky. I'm not going to say lucky. But I'm going to say we'll be lucky to knock out the back door ourselves. Because yeah, look, it's a, we've got a tough contest coming up against the Raiders. Look, we, I believe we can win, but we we definitely could lose. Absolutely, we definitely could lose. We're, we're, you, know? we're, you look at these two teams. I look at these two teams, and 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 if we were to play like we played last week, their kicking game, you know, isn't as good as our kicking game. You know, mm. I feel like probably of the four kickers. We have the best kicker and the third best kicker. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Whiten, you know, he has some good kicks. And, and as you said before the grand final, you'd love to see him kick. And he kicked the best he's ever kicked in his whole life. And he oh, that's unbelievable. He could do the same again this week. I hope I'm not apologizing about Jack Whiten's kicking. But yeah. um, I just think... You know, and his team wants revenge. They want they and they want to beat the Roosters. They would love to beat the Roosters. Obviously. We were good last week, man. I don't want to take credit away. There was that patch there where we we considered a lot of points, but you know we got off to a flyer. We managed to score three tries late, so we scored five tries on the weekend. We were very very good. We came from behind against a team that's coming first. We nearly got him. We nearly got him. We nearly got him. And the thing is, like I said, they kick they not kick pressure because. They, it was the, the, the kicks putting us under pressure. I can't see the Raiders being able to replicate that. And if we play, you know, we'll have to play a little bit better to make up mm. for the kicks. But I think we can do that because Canberra aren't going to be as good as Brendan. Well, getting, getting Jake Friend back will definitely be a massive in. For both for the in defence and just that he just knows the set, knows where, where the play needs to go. Um, he's just going to direct out of that nine. It's so important that hooking role at the moment. It's almost as though so important. It's almost as though now that you know we don't have Cooper Croc, and it's and it's more could also be highlighting the fact how much Kiri is actually a five eight and not a halfback, is to how big impact Jake Friend is, and maybe he's actually our you know quote unquote halfback so to speak, out of the acting, out of the dummy half yeah. position. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. my halfback, I simply mean the guy who's actually getting us around the park. You know, just until yeah. Paul Flanagan's got the experience because, um, yeah, when we don't have him, you know, when we don't have him, a lot of people are quick to get, want to get rid of him. But then when we don't have him, there's a big impact on the way that we sort of play play our football. His voice is his voice would be massive out there, and he's so good defensively, so yeah. good defensively, and like that's such him the middle. It's the middle, like that's where you want to be. You don't want to be letting anything through there. That's that's the the point of attack for so many teams. Yeah. So, One of the things that you um, said last week, which I I'll probably actually owe you an apology now that we think about it, uh, Lindsay Collins. You know, he he he. The thing is, sorry, sorry. Before I continue. Footy players, they listen. I'm, t- I'm telling you, right here, right now, case, the footy players out there, all the NRL players, especially the ones that are left in the competition, i.e. the better ones, they listen to us. Yeah. I'm telling you because, you know, Jerome Lewis was filthy. He didn't make the team. Uh, Jack White was filthy that we were talking about. Maybe not even, you know, putting Lewis back in there. Um, you know, Pappenhausen, 
he he was you know it was toss up between Gutho and Papadouzen. Yeah, Papadouzen yeah. to say, well, you might have got the the jersey, the seconds jersey, but I've got a preliminary final. So you know, yeah. knows what he would rather. So good on him there. But um, Lindsay Collins, you know, heard me sort of saying, I don't think he's in our first seven And we seen late the game, Trent Robinson turned to our mate Lindsay Collins. So apologies there, Lindsay. Yeah. To try and spark us up a bit more to get us home in the end. Mm. So apologies there, Lindsay. Apologies to you there as well, Kaz. He's a handful, Lindsay. He is a handful. He is a big boy. He gets good go forward. And he's, and he's, he's just powerful, isn't he? Real powerful runner. Right now, now let's say that uh, Sunny Bill's neck's, you know, fixed itself. You know, it's got better. You know, the, the neck complaint has gone away. You know, Jake Fred comes in, he'll start. Uh, yep. Lindsay Collins obviously got hurt himself from spot bottom of the bench. Uh, yep. Tupanua will be on the bench. Okay, so that leaves two yep. more spots on the bench. We've got the options are Sunny Bill, Mitchell Orbison, Matt Butcher, uh, Freddie Lussick. Lachlan Lamb. Lockie Lamb. And Lockie Lamb. And Lockie Lamb. And Lockie, and Lockie Lamb. So we've, got, yeah. we've got two locked in there. Tupanua and Collins. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. And I okay. think Sunny, Sunny, and Sunny Bill will be. So that's three. Yeah. We've got three locked in. I think, so, I think they want Sunny Bill there for as much for just that ball playing in the middle. Yeah. You know, what, what else he offers. And so, I think it's helpful. It's important. Just yeah. links because they have the links, and they can link up when when Tedesco and Kiri can link up with off the back of that with that connection in the middle. I think is really big. It, it could be, it could be. I I just feel like Sunny Bill is what he's got to offer, and I said this to you the weekend. I've changed my position. Agree with you that he should be in the team, but change, but I still stand by the fact that it's not his ball playing that's gonna where he's really got to make the value. You know, he's got to add that, and that's no. some, sort of, some sort of positive to it. But we scored 28 points against the Panthers, mate. That's a, against the best defense <laughs> in the comp. Points, we're mm. there. We're there. We're bang on. Without our number nine, we're bang on, right? But it's, it's, it's the locker room aspect. It's the one that Manny Johns talks about how yeah, Arthur Beaton goes to war and Chopping Close to War goes to war. It's that. I, I think that is actually where it's got to be the factor. It's like, and just having him out there, yeah. This yeah, is a guy who has won. He's won rugby league premierships. He's won super rugby premierships. He's won Bledisloe Cups. He's won World Cups. He's been in the All Blacks dressing room. He's been part of a team that is the most winningest team of any sport in history of in the history of sport. Exactly. Like, that's a guy, if you go, you walk out there and, and he's out there with you, you feel a foot taller. Yeah, now, I, 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 I'm going to go out there. I probably should have run it straight at this guy, but I, I don't want to run it straight at him because it's not a run it straight. It's just a, it's like a little chat about our mate. You know, he's our, been our warrior. He's been our, you know, our leader. He's been at the forefront of the Roosters' success, you know, pretty much since Robbo got there in 2013. Um, and... You know, I really thought he was going to bounce back this week. But Jay Wadia Hargraves, he, he did not have his best game on the weekend. And I thought no. the moment that he get, did that swinging arm against Dylan Edwards, I thought we were in a little bit of trouble with Hargraves for the rest of the game. And it, it ended up being that way. He ended up having another error. I think and he ended up getting taken off late in the game, not because he's not good enough, just because he wasn't playing good enough like, on that night. So, you know... I, we, I, I felt like... I was going to say, I felt like he got... Um, you know, really fired up to really take it to this, to yep. take it to Fisher Harris yep. and, ta- and take him out. 
and sort of really sort of lift his team. And then of and Fisher Harris got the better of him, and yeah. he made a few errors, and he sort of wasn't. He kind of lost that that big man battle with him, and he just wasn't able to be as effective. And then obviously with big minutes and the impact that Lindsay Collins gave was obviously Robbo's like, cool, you know, it's not you tonight, Jared. Bang, Lindsay was do it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, he's still, he's still that, he's still that big bull, and we still, he's, you know, he's still important to the Roosters. Um, but he wasn't able to to do that um, against Penrith, so he'll be definitely chasing um, a rebound game up against you know Papali'i um, and those boys of the Raiders. He goes from the, you know, what is it? he goes he, from the. See in there, Denarvis Louis. Well, what's that saying? You go from the young the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, you know, Straight from the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, Absolutely. Like whatever it's called. Yeah. No, it'd be a big battle for those boys. So, yeah, look, going back to the Roosters bench, I would say, yeah, Lindsay Collins, Tupanua, um, Sonny Bill Williams, and I think it will either be Mitchell Orbison or a hooker, like a, a small man. I reckon they'll want to have cover for a hooker. Yeah. And, you know, they went with cover with Blocky Lamb and it backfired on him. So I think they're gonna go with uh, like Freddie Lussick. I think Lussick's gonna Freddie spot on yeah. the yeah. So that's just my thoughts. It could be way off the mark. You know, I've been way off the mark before. Um, all right, so that's it. I'm with sure you. it's gonna be physical. We'll probably we'll get back to the Roosters at some stage on the on this chat. But I just want to get on to the next. Yeah, is the Parramatta Silt hosting the South City Rabbitohs. And as I said earlier, I think you know I'll, I'll go my prediction. I think South South City will roll straight through. I think the Parramatta run for 2020 is gone. They can start prepping for next year. Brad Arthur, I don't know how he's going to speak to the board. I don't know how he's going to speak to the fans and the members to be able to explain himself. But, you know, he'll get another shot next year. Uh, I just think the way that South Sydney are going to Vita, to Tola, that double there is a double for all the hard work he's done throughout the whole season. You know, he didn't make the seconds team, but he was definitely in contention. He was part of the conversation for, you know, all NRL teams for this year. And, you know, the moment that he started dominating the middle third, him and Tom Burgess, or whichever Burgess it is, it allowed the rest of their game to flow, you know. You even see, I wrote something about Adam Reynolds earlier this year. I talked about how he wasn't renowned for his running game and he wasn't renowned for his flair or anything like that. But he always had it. And I really, and maybe I'm just really, really noting it now and I'm looking at it. But he is just as important to their spreads. And he's so, so creative. He gets very, very deep into the line, which all the, you know, that seems to be the buzzword. But he gets really deep. The depth, not only does he get deep into the line, but he's also shaking that kick. He's, you know, pumping short and then pop it out the back and Walker's there, Cook's there. They're all just, you know, just, mm. I call it, you know, piling through holes. That's what I call well, it. Well, I, I, I think or, that South, South Sydney are one of the most dangerous downhill teams. Yes. In the comp. You just they, like, because yeah, like as you said, if they if they get a bit of momentum going through the middle, they they've got Cook who is looking for if there's one marker he's going. They've got Cam Murray who has the quickest play the ball in the game, and then they've got Cody Walker who this game is made for. who's just going to try and cut you up on your edges, and then they've got speed out wide in Johnston and Paulo and Gagai. Like these guys are quick. They've got a lot of pace. And Campbell Graham, who's huge, big, strong, fast. And then um, Adam Reynolds, obviously, has just got we're such a clever kicking game. 
um, that goes with it. So they really are really dangerous, but they, so if they can weather, we, we, as you saw on the weekend, if, if they can weather a team's attack, they've got so many points in it. I mean, they've just scored, I hate to say it, like, but they're, they're really exciting to watch when they get going. Um, uh, I mean, they scored 106 points in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, they put they put 50 on Manly earlier in the year. So they've, they've, they've touched a few teams up and obviously they touched up Parramatta last time they played them, 38-0. Yeah. That, that was the so, game that really broke the floodgates for the for uh, Parramatta, wasn't Parramatta. it? Just holding on, holding yeah. on, holding on, defending strong, holding on, holding on, and then South Sydney went, there'd be no holding on here. And, and that, that's the scary thing about it is, is they just keep coming at you. They just pour through. We saw it against the Knights when they almost ran the Knights down. 60 against us, as we mentioned. 50 against Manly. 38 against the Eels. Yeah, bang on, mate. Once they get running. And that's the fear, is what happens if they've already caught running? You know what I mean? With Cam Murray. Cam Murray's had a quiet year this year, but he hasn't been playing bad. It was just his by his standards. Bad. By his standards. Yeah, yeah. He's had Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like, oh, he's just doing what he did last year, really. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, oh, the first time we really got to see it, it was his second or third full season, you know, and he was really dominating that. And now this year, he probably got off to a slow start because he was out of position. And then he, once he really nailed down his position, maybe he was the one, the catalyst that was helped contributing to Totola, you know, and, and Burgess really coming forward. Yeah, know. that'd be massive. But the whole forward pack, even that Sirenin, he's been cruising along nicely. Jaden Sue is getting orange. He's got to be there this year or next year. Yeah. Um, you know, being compared to Tony Carroll and stuff like that. But, you know, that's a little bit of way better playing the media and, you know, building pumping ties. And they've got the, and they've got the national hooker in the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, know, you know he's playing. He is playing like there's a question mark over his origin jersey. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's going, well, okay, Appy can be playing better than me, but I'm going to play so they can't take it off me. He's playing. Yeah, he sees Appy over his shoulder and he goes, I see you, boy, and I'm running. Yeah, and I'm running. Catch, you got to you got to catch me. You got to catch me. Catch me if you can, play. Catch yeah. me if you can. Well, look, that would be, that would definitely be pretty exciting if you, um, if South were to go on and win this game and beat Parramatta, then obviously they'd be playing up against Penrith in the prelim. And they're on the opposite side. And, and, you know, we said, I said I wanted South Sydney as soon as I could get a hold of South Sydney. I wanted them. And if that means we had to beat Penrith, if we had to beat Pen- No, no, so the quickest way was for, oh, no, no, we had to come third. Oh, that's right. So that was that yeah. was before Parramatta won. Sorry. Yeah. So, so the quickest way for us to get to them was for us to, to win Bing. against the Panthers and then they come through that way to the preliminary. Yeah. That was the quickest way. But... You know, life works in mysterious ways. And what Imagine that. Is they've said, all right, why wait? Why put you in the prelim? We want to see you do the full route as well. There's no shortcuts. The Roosters don't get a week off. You have to do the same as South Sydney. So we're sending you the long cut. Bang. Yep. You got to do the long way just like South Sydney. So it's fair when it comes to grand final day because that's when we'll get a hold of those motherfuckers. And Imagine that's that. Get our revenge back, baby. And then that'll wake up for 60 because if we won the comp without having to play them, they'll say, yeah, well, we beat you by 60. Well, I don't give a fuck if you beat us by 60 because we're going to come for you. We're coming for you in the grand final. Make sure you meet us there, boys. You shat yourselves last time meeting us there. Two times yeah, they shat we? themselves. They shat themselves boys, last hey. year and they shat themselves in bloody 2013. Come and get it. 
We've got to meet you there. We want that. We want you. And I want you. Well, we've been teased these last these past few years, you know, over the last seven or eight years, while both these teams have been strong. Um, 2000 and, uh, 2013, obviously, uh, they lost to, to, to Manly in the prelim. Uh, they were in front as well in that game, famously, and, and Manly came over, over the top. Everyone, Maxwell why, we all thought that. Maxwell said, yeah. Mr. Blake. <laughs> I love you. We, we all thought that could have been the year that it was Roosters uh, Bunnies, but not to be. Um, then, you know, we've had some prelim. We had a prelim the next year. Um, we had a prelim uh, two years ago. Fifteen, they weren't there. Sam Burgess had gone to bloody rugby. Remember, they were, they were, they were in the semis. Yeah. They didn't make the prelim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I said in 2000, but then 2018, we, we had a prelim. 2014, we had a prelim Roosters South. So we've been teased. So yeah. it wasn't a crazy yeah. thing to happen in a bubble year. That it'd be that a Roosters South Grand Final would happen this way as well, not having to knock off both preliminary winning, playing in week two and winning in a prelim away to then get in the grand final. Yeah, well, what well, you say, it was twice we've been on different sides of the prelim, on different sides of the draw in the prelim, and both times they've shut themselves. Well, yeah, look, it's um. It's it's in their it's in their blood, it's in the character. <laughs> Both times they shut themselves, bro. Anyway, we'll get them this year. We've we'll, got to meet them there, and that's why. Well, I think- look, it actually had me thinking a little bit about you know I've sort of spoken to you a little bit about um, what this team how it reminds me a little bit of Hawthorne in the oh, AFL, and I was thinking back of like some other in in NRL and AFL codes the histories of teams that that have had a little dynasty and one three premierships in three or four years, you know, whether they've three-peated or maybe won three and four or something like that. And so obviously I mentioned Hawthorne they, and they obviously each, each time in those dynasties, the teams have had adversity. They haven't been just won all the way through in every, every one of those years, you know, just, it doesn't yep. work that way. Yep. Um, and each, and each of these instances they've had sort of their, their hiccups or their losses in the finals. So I take me, take me back to the 1980s, Parramatta Eels. <laughs> and, yeah. The last time they won it. So the last time it happened in um, in the rugby league was Parramatta, who won 81, 82, 83. Now, in 1982 and 1983, they lost in the, um, the, in the early week of the finals. Now, back then they had the top five, so they lost the 2v3 two v, two v game, which would get you straight in the GF. Two and v3. in 83. No, 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 that's not how it worked. Two, yeah. The winner of 2v3 first one played yeah. one. Yeah. So two versus third, and then the win- and the winner would play one for a shot at the grand final. Yeah, sorry, that's right. Four versus five. The winner of four versus five plays the winner of the loser of two versus three, and then the winner of that game plays the loser of that one versus two versus three winner. Yeah, yeah. Um. So in both those, in both in eighty two and eighty three, they lost. Um. They lost the finals match. Interestingly enough, they lost both those finals matches to Manly, um, and played in the grand final that year, both years against Manly, and got their revenge. Oh yeah, there you go. So, so they had a couple couple of losses, and they also they lost in '84 in the um, two versus three match in the, um, and then went on to make the grand final. They did ultimately end up getting beaten by the Bulldogs. So that was four grand finals in a, in a row for Parramatta, uh, yeah. and they lost a finals match in three of them. Um, the Raiders, when the Raiders, when we look at the Raiders, who you know they made a grand final '87, they obviously won in '89 and '90. In '90, they same thing. They lost to the Panthers early. Did they make the grand they final lost. in 87? Yeah. Against Manly? Yeah. 
Against Manly, yeah, they played against Manly in 87. A little fun fact on that one, Fatty was the captain for Manly that day, and it was the yeah. last grand final at the SCG. And it still will be the last one. There was going to be a grand final at the SCG this year, but they're going yeah, back to AZ. Going back to AZ. They're going to toss it, he's seen a leather bat, please. No, that's that's love. No, that's great. I love that. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so look, it, it definitely happens for a lot of champion teams. Um, if they or it happens if teams want to do something special, okay, then yeah. they usually do face some adversity. Now, I've got a few more teams, you know, obviously, um, yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. about the Pat matter from the 80s. What about the Roosters from the early 2000s? Three grand finals, four out of five. What were their routes to the grand final? Uh, the the I don't think the Roosters had losses in those years. I think they no, until they, they got to the GF no, in two thousand they did. Has it? Yeah. Two th- in two thousand they had a loss. In two thousand two, um, they won all the way through. They finished fourth. Yeah. Okay. And two thousand three, they finished up up high and got the. I think they finished second, and they got the week off and then won the next week in two thousand four. Same thing. Yeah. So, but two thousand, yes, they lost in the first week. So, um. Oh, you know, it, it doesn't. It, no, I'm not saying this qualifies anything. You know, it's just a. You know, it's a. It is a common trait. Um, in Brisbane, the Brisbane Lions in two th- when they went two thousand one, two, three, same thing. They had some adversity into in that third year. Um, so it's uh, losing the first week, losing oh. the first match, and then having to go the long way. You know, so like lo- losing finals matches, and I think the thing is obviously that's. It's it most com- it, it is most common, obviously, for those teams that win that first week um, to to go on through because it's hard to win a preliminary final as it is, let alone away from home. Every edge matters, but it's usually the better teams as well that are in those positions that win those games as well yeah. um, that end up going on through. So this is it's it's those really great teams or or I guess experienced winning teams. They could sort of back those trends in different those different instances. Well, one thing I want to get on record here. So one thing I want to get on record here is is uh, Cody Walker and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, no, uh, um, no, nah, nah, this is an apology worthy. The thing is with Cody Walker and the South Sydney Rabbitohs that they've played in two preliminary finals in a row. Yeah. They played against the Roosters. They played against the Raiders. They won against the Roosters. The Roosters were too classy for them. And it was a lesson, really, in semi-finals footy. You know? The one against the Raiders, they almost come back to win. Uh, but Josh Populi, he had other thoughts on the night. And, and he made sure that Canberra were going to get home in a close one. You know, Jack Wyden, Hodgson, or Hodges, whatever. What is his name? Josh Hodgson? Yeah, Josh Hodgson. Hodgson. The, the, that was spectacular on the night. And managed to get Canberra through the grand final. This will be, you know, coming up as third preliminary final. And like I said, I've already got them walking through Paramount. So Cody Walker's going to be playing in three preliminary finals in our row. He's got Damian Cook there, Cam Murray, you know. He's got Wayne Bennett as his coach. If they start, if he loses a third preliminary final, could you say he's starting to get close to the Chokers tag? earning himself a choker's tag, or was that a little bit harsh? Well, I think I think to, to get that choker's tag, I think it need, you need to go off more than just an arbitrary result of the game, as yeah, to okay. call him the choker. Yep, you know, sure, sure. I think you could argue that both in both those preliminary finals, they came up against a better team. Okay. 
and 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 that in itself, that in itself, them being up against a better team makes you immune from from not performing. Oh no, because it doesn't mean they didn't perform well. Because he performed exceptional last year, he was spectacular yeah. in that game. So yeah. yeah, well, yeah, okay. No, you're right. It can't be just solely based on you know scoreline at the end of the game. All right, all seventeen players in this team, Joe. You're right. That's not the case, but. You know, just starting to feel like the pressure might start to build within his own self. You know, he ain't getting any younger. Yeah. You know, they're right in a, in a yeah for sure of a time to sort of win the comp, win a premiership, and they show that they don't they don't need Latrell. You know, Latrell will definitely yeah. contribute and be a big factor. Imagine he was playing. Oh, they'd be yeah. premiership favourites. They'd bloody be premiership favourites. I'm just starting to get the sense that, you know, three prelims in a row, you start to really, really, really get there, but not enough. <laughs> you know, we, we need more. Well, you, well, you obviously, you're looking at it, you're, you're like, this is a window for us. This is an opportunity. This is an every year missed. This is a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, look, it's hard. It's hard to win the comp. There's, there's 16 teams in the comp and only one team wins. That means there are 15 disappointed clubs every year. True. It's like 85% of people are disappointed, you know, um, um, outside of a team that was last and now they've, you know, made the finals or something. But, like, there's a lot of teams that don't. There's a lot of teams that don't win. That's what makes winning so special. Yeah. So, um, if, look, if they, do it, if they were to do it, if they were to go through and beat Parramatta and then, and then beat Penrith, that'd be a massive scout. Yeah. That'd be a massive scout, you know, to, right. to get that on the third one. That'd just be a real run. I think we've got to wrap it up, but I just want to, before we wrap it up, I just want you to give us a quick rundown on, sorry, predictions of the game, Roosters, Roosters, Raiders. We're both going Roosters, obviously. Go there, Chalks. I think we yep. can, we'll be, t- our best is better than not their best. We'll be too yep. good. And uh, Eels, South. Oh, you know to go past the bunnies, isn't it? He doesn't want to say it. Oh, yeah, it's, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and in the next game, we're not going to say it. No, no, no. South Sydney. South Sydney. Yeah, no. Nah, go the Parramatta Seals. Yeah, but go, go for Parramatta. I'll take Parramatta. But, but I'll, okay. I'll take Parramatta. Take Parramatta. All right, give us a quick rundown of the NBA and where it's at at the moment because it's nearly finished, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, game three was today. Um, game three of what? Uh, obviously, game three of the NBA Finals. Game okay. three of the NBA Finals. Lakers so, Lake, Lake, Lakers, up, yep. Lakers up against the Heat. So, um. You know, first game was a Lakers smackdown. Uh, and obviously for worst thing for, for Miami, they lost Dragic and Adebayo to injuries. They missed game two. They played valiantly. They shot the ball unbelievably offensively. They were, unbe- uh, they were sensational and they lost by 10. Didn't matter because um, LeBron and AD were better. But today, game three was a monster performance. Monster performance from Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler got his fucking balls out, put them on the table and said, Oi. Don't you fucking forget about me. We're coming. We're coming. And uh, Miami won today. They were brilliant. Jimmy Butler, 40 points, 13, um, 12, 12 rebounds, 13 assists, two steals, two blocks. He was, he was unbelievable. They won by 10 points. Um, AD was in foul trouble early, didn't really get going, and only had 15 points in the game. And, um, yeah, the Lakers didn't get it done. So I expect the Miami to give them a whack. You know, they were all going to whack back. This team is too resilient. And too feisty to just be fucking roll. They won't roll over and get swept. Yeah. Um, Did I hear we'll you say four two? Did I hear you say four two Lakers? 
I said I thought four two uh, before the um, before the series, and then with the with the injuries to Dragic and um, Adebayo, um, I thought potentially five. Five years. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I thought Miami would still get a game, but like, look, they could get it. They could get. They showed tonight. They're tough enough that they can get another game, but they need to play awesome, and they need to um, make LA play bad. And you know, um, ADs doesn't have many off nights, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, I would expect the Lakers to hit back and win that next one. And, you know, there's just, I think LeBron's just is too much on it for him. It's like, look, yeah. I'm not losing this series. He's focused there. Um, but look, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was great. I love Jimmy Butler. He's just, he, um, if it was actually a funny instance in the game because at the end of the first quarter, you know, the Heat had sort of smacked him in the mouth and got a little lead and the Lakers brought it all the way back and tied it up. And LeBron um, apparently said to Jimmy Butler, you're in trouble. You know, I think he might have been at the foul line. I've got a couple of shots there. And they're just trash talking. And then late in the fourth quarter, after Jimmy Butler's hit his 40th point, he's going to the line again and the heater up by like nine or 10 with a minute and a half to go. He said, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. You just hear him mouthing, just cheering to his team, mouthing off to the Lakers. All the heat are real pumped up and, you know, puffing chest. So it was exciting. You know, that's what we won out of the finals. It's a real bummer seeing injuries thinking, oh, could this be lopsided? But that's what you want to see. It's um, competitive, competitive sport. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, it's been a pleasure as it is. We'll have to call that a night. Wrap it up there, guys. Wrap it up. Been a spectacular uh, long weekend for me anyway, and for everyone else who's out there, out there listening. Uh, you know, two games this week, big games. Uh, qualifying finals? Are they qualifying finals? Are they yeah, qualifying. Quali- uh, well, this is just... To qualify for them. And it's and it's win all and it's win or go home. They're all elimination from here. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all elimination from here, you know. Do you think all semifinals should be elimination? Chat for another night. Anyway, it's been a pleasure, guys. Hopefully you guys um you know can follow us on Facebook, two in the tackle, Instagram, two in the tackle. Like, subscribe, share, comment, uh, say bad stuff about us, say good things about us, whatever the hell you like. But make sure you tell your friends about us as well. Um, anyway, much pleasure. Go the Chooks. Go to Parramatta Seal. <laughs> no, just joking. And a special shout out to any front rowers out there. Power to the front rowers, most important up players the out there. On the field. Come on, you front rowers. Screw some tries. Anyway, Take peace out. Up the Good day. <laughs>